Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. About to bust a move or a show. Let me get it. If you really Welcome back to Expert Ownership. David here with my evil twin brother, Jason, and we still have Eric Becks with us. He has been with us for the last several podcasts, which is always the best. And what's really cool is this episode is brought to you by CHM. We're so thankful for them. Christian Healthcare Ministries, they have been an amazing partner with us. ExpertOwnership.com slash CHM. Go there to find out more details. They will help you tremendously with your medical needs. What we want to talk about today is something that's called buy learning, B-U-Y learning. Like or purchase. Te- or te- purchase yeah, learning. like purchase learning or teaching your customers. And Because here's the cool thing. Everybody wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about going to a used car lot or just a car lot in general in the evening when it's closed. And I'm looking for cars. And I'm not getting hassled by anybody. And I'm looking for cars. But when I see a car I want. Show up, sucker. Where are they? Like, how do I get a hold of a salesman, yeah, right? Yeah. Because when I see something that I want, and, and so the cool thing about buying learning and teaching our customers is that what we want to do is we want to not just sell them. We don't want to focus on selling our customers. What we want to focus on is serving them by giving them knowledge, mm-hmm. yeah. knowledge right. about the product, knowledge about us, knowledge about the problem that this is going to solve, knowledge about why we can solve it better. Hopefully you're not lying about that. And as expert owners, you know that we are bound by scripture. We are bound by the Holy Spirit. We want to be the best. So Eric, I want you to walk us into this concept because this will really help our business owners. Yeah. Well, it starts off really just with the basics. Like I want to help clarify this person's need. Then I want to help meet this person's need. And then I want to nurture them through the delivery of that service. Mm. That's really it. It's just one, two, three. Clarify, meet, Nurture. nurture. Yeah. And what happens a lot of times is we just try to get them to say yes. And then that's because we've designed the sales role improperly. Right. So the salesperson is incentivized usually by their pay, a commission, something like that, to make a sale. And when they, they do that, what we're inadvertently doing is creating a system that rewards, well, do anything to get yeah. the sale. Sell, 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 sell. Exactly. Yeah, and, close then, it. and then if we have like the competition thing where it's like, well, the top salesperson gets to go to Tahiti then that's rewarding them for not sharing best practices with the rest of the people. Yeah. So it's like, right. well, we don't know how you sold. Well, of course I'm not going to tell you how I sold because then I'll, I'll lose my competition. So a lot of times there's these internal motivations that are baked into our systems that we really got to redeem and go, Hey, wait a minute. That's not really based on. And that's really what we want to do at expert ownership. Whenever we have folks come on board with our one-on-one coaching and when people take our business assessment they're actually going to find out what are some of the broken systems that we can fix and rebuild according to biblical standards. Exactly. exactly. Because if you can get the culture right, the cash flow will flow. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes we just don't know. So it's not like it's a, an obvious thing, but that's where we just level up. We go, well, we did get care, you know, take care of the obvious things. Well, now mm-hmm. we're going to take care of things that are not obvious. Yeah. Because we're building God's kingdom. You know what I mean? And, yeah. that, and that's a, that's a, that is a process not just a product. So on buying, learning, and on teaching, you know, we want to clarify. We want to, okay, so we, we realize we're incentivizing our sales team 
Right. Or, or we are incentivizing ourselves by just going after the sales. So keep, yeah. keep going with this. What are we trying to teach? So instead of that, I want to get really good at asking questions. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to ask questions in a peppering sort of pressuring way, yeah. right? But I want to ask really good questions. So if I ask a question of someone, it should be something that helps them get clearer, not me get clearer. So I'm not asking yeah. like I'm interrogating. I'm asking to help them get clear on what they need. So somebody comes into, let's say, a car lot, like you said, um, a good question would be, what kind of car are you driving now? And what would you really like it to do for you that it's not doing for you? Right. Oh, that's good. I like that. Right. So a really good question is always better than a really good answer. Yeah. Because a question drives us forward. An answer is like a period at the end of the statement. It's mm-hmm. like, Doop, we're done. You know. And so what we want to do is we want to ask the right questions and help them uncover their needs. So if you had that car, then what would that be like? Well, I'd be able to do this. I'd do that. How would you feel? Mm. You know, one of my favorite questions to ask, uh, you know, when we're working with uh, coaching clients and they're thinking about getting a coaching program and I say, what would it be like if you could snap your fingers right now and change that one thing that you've been trying to change in your business? What would that be like? Mm. I don't want to ask them what it is. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know what would it be like? And they're going to be like, and it's actually- They start hard. crying. They do. It's like hard for them to get around it and it's just like- Great. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. Incredible. You know? yeah. And I'm like, okay, so let's just back up from that feeling of it's wonderful. It's incredible. It's awesome. And let's just get back to today and let's just make a map to go from where we are to where we want to get to. Mm. It's really all we're doing with our customer and in a sales moment or in a, in a discovery call or a situation like that. We want to ask really good questions. We want to kind of take them on a journey. Now, once we've helped them clarify their need, you know, and again, the questions are right. How many questions? Six, five, four. I'll tell you what, write out your questions for your sales team or have your sales team with you and write them out together and then do that for a period of time and see what your close rate is. And if it's not so good, maybe back some of the questions off. If it's, you know, if it's not so good and there's only two or three questions, maybe add a few more questions. Really understanding how to teach someone is not about, you know, we, we talk about people as professors, like they profess that's not really the best kind of instruction. It's a good way to get information, but yeah. it's not a good way to shape behavior. Behavior is shaped by helping someone make a different kind of decision. Mm. And so when I'm asking really good questions, it's helping them really think through something to clarify, oh, this is actually what I need. Now, this is where our values come in. Yes. What if I ask really good questions and that helps them understand they don't need what I'm selling? Well, I want to tell you what, that's the most important sell because you have now sold them on the fact that when you come here, you're going to get helped. And guess what? Even though they don't buy my car today, that's right. They will come back or they will tell their friend. Of course they will. Right. Because I gave them what they actually needed. Mm. Right. Which is clarity. And that right there, if you seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, all these things, all those sales will be added back to you. And you got to remember what an expert owner is. An expert owner is someone who sees God as the majority owner of their business and God has brought you the expert owner into that business but you have a minority stake but God's made you managing partner therefore you need to seek to please your majority partner in your business and when you act like that and you give people what they really need Mm -hmm. even if that means that they're not going to buy from you I promise you that's going to come back to you 10 times that's right it is it is so once we know what the need is and the customer knows what the need is then in integrity, if we're like, well, that's what we do. I mean, that is exactly what we do. Now we need to take them on a little bit of an experience so they can see themselves in it. So this is how this could work for you. I love that phrase. Mm. So we've clarified the need. We ask the questions and we're like, okay, this is it. This is, this is a perfect fit. 
then I want to say, well, I want to tell you how this could work for you. We could do this and this, and that would lead to this. Now, what would that be like? And again, I always want them to see themselves forward in the situation. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sell them on it. I want, because if a person can't picture themselves experiencing the benefit or, you know, what would it be like, uh, you know, to have that room air conditioned? It's so hot right now. It's, it's, you know, it's difficult. It's blah, blah, blah. It's sweaty. I don't like it. I'm, it's always uncomfortable. Like we're, we're helping them see the future Mm -hmm. and then we're helping them see how we can help them attain that future. Now, what I love to do at this point is I love to play, I don't don't say devil's advocate, but I love to give the objection before they do. So like, you're probably thinking like, this is going to take way too long, or you're probably thinking this is going to be way too expensive or something like that. If I can take that objection on myself and kind of say, you know, that actually is a, a fair question and a little bit tough, but here's how we approach that. That never, it keeps me from being in the position of being kind of like on the defensive or trying to prove myself or that kind of a convincing energy. Because again, we can only learn when we're open to learning. And when somebody is, it's not a teachable moment, mm-hmm. you can say all the right things, do all the right technique. It's the wrong time, yep. right? I used to say this in karate, blocking too soon is the same mistake as blocking too late. You still get hit. Yeah. I blocked, Bam. I didn't block, bam, (laughs) you got hit twice, right? And so that's the thing is the timing here. And so this is something that I uh, love teaching and and we do here at Expert Ownership is to teach people how to do what we call presuppositional sales. Okay, a pre, meaning before, a supposition, meaning like an idea or something I would suppose. A presuppositional idea means that something is happening before the thought. In other words, something is already going on and this is what I think it means to follow the Holy Spirit. See, when that person is walking into the car dealership or, or your business, God is already doing something in that person's life. Mm-hmm. And the the really highly trained expert owner and their sales team is going to be thinking, hey, no, wait a minute. There's something God's already doing with this person. What is that? How can I get in alignment with yeah, that? Right. So while I'm asking those questions and while I'm in this dialogue, I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I am asking. I am doing all that stuff. But it would be just like you guys, you know, when you get to, you know, professional level in a sport, you're not thinking put foot here, put foot there, hands go here. Yeah, just you're you see stuff no one can see except you guys. Yeah. Because you've been there thousands of times, right? So when you've trained yourself to think this way, you are discerning good from evil, like it says in mm-hmm. uh, Hebrews, Hebrews five. Right. So I'm looking and I'm going to do the basics of the sales, right? I'm going to do the good questions and all the identification, all that good stuff. But I'm going, God, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What's happening here? Tell me what you're doing. Show me what you're doing. And he usually will not show you right away, but he will show you. You have to wait. You have to mm-hmm. wait. You have to wait. See, something's already been working here. So I don't have to sell. I have to find out what God's doing. And then I meet God there. Coming to alignment. That is when the need is met. And so let's say we have five products or 10 different cars or whatever the different options are of what we're selling. Now we know, okay, actually, this is not the highest ticket item, but this is going to make the biggest impact for this person Mm. because I have a sense that this is what God's doing. Now, this is not something I say out loud to them at all, right? It's quite the opposite. So it is actually just asking that question in other words, it should be like this. Some of them say, okay, guys, we're hearing this podcast and that sounds great, but how would I know if I did it? If I did what you're talking about, how would I know? It should be just like this. Every time you make a sale should be like you're standing on the edge of the desert holding a crystal clear glass of water and someone's just made it across the desert mm. and you just hand it to them. That's what yeah. it should feel like. Yeah. It's exactly what they need at exactly the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And if it, and if it's just a if it's a win lose if that's not the situation, yeah. you know they're not even in the desert. 
Right. They're so full. They, they just drank and you're trying to give them to get them to sip down a Coke. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's not how you should feel. Yeah. Yeah. This is paradigm shifting yeah. type stuff. And I, and I love whenever we can elevate someone to see their business different, to see their interactions different. And this doesn't just work for your customers. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about every, um, every interaction that you have with employees, with work colleagues, with vendors, mm-hmm. where you are looking at that intangible thing that that's a need in their life that God may have very well just orchestrated a business context for you two to meet. Yeah. What is it that you can do or say in that moment? And sometimes it's just do a slam dunk job, exactly. collect the money, yep. and then they go away with a feeling of, wow, that guy was really good. And maybe even most times, yeah. you know, maybe that's most of the time, but if we don't, if we're not available for yes. the, those special times, then again, I feel like we're, we're kind of showing up, but we may not be I'll, doing the full thing. I'll give you an example of that. Uh, David and I, we were in real estate and we managed and sold houses on behalf of banks. So when they take houses back and I had to go to this house one time to talk with this guy who we were going to end up having to take the house. And I was talking with him and it, I was, I was in a rush. It was high. I was in high transaction mode. And then as I'm sitting there with the guy, He's sitting on his front porch and I have to get him to sign some paperwork. It was called cash for keys where they give you the keys. The bank will give you some cash. And then it's just one of those things where you don't have to do an eviction or anything like that. I'm talking with a guy and I've got to hurry and get back for a meeting David and I had with one of our clients. And at the same time, we're building our business and we're trying to get in with new clients Mm -hmm. all the time. And there was this one particular client who was one of our biggest, ended up being one of our biggest that we weren't in with yet, but we had been trying for over a year. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm sitting there talking with this guy. I'm like, okay, can you sign this paperwork? And then I really, I felt the Holy Spirit prick my, my mm. spirit and say, just talk with them for a little bit. Mm. So I did and just started talking with him. And then he just opened up. He started bawling, ended up talking about his faith and he had walking away. He had walked away from it. And so I got an opportunity to just be there and encourage him. Yeah. You know, yeah. walked away from that meeting, sat in the car as I was driving back. David called me and said, dude, that client. The one that we've been trying for a year, they just called, they hired us. You know, like, <laughs> and and so I look at that and I think, awesome. you know, nothing really happened with my, the situation with the guy, you know, I was able to minister to him, prayed, prayed with him. And I think it did encourage him. I'm sure he still remembers it because I still remember it, mm-hmm. but it was the way that the Lord rewarded it. Yeah. It was outside of that situation with that guy, yeah. but it was something different that the Lord rewarded whenever you do have your eyes open to yeah. that. Well, those are the, those are the sales opportunities and those are the opportunities with when we're actually having client touches, but there's plenty of people listening to this and I'm going to give this, hopefully Mm -hmm. this isn't a gotcha question, but this is like like an online business or they've got, you know, I mean, it's look, we, we create widgets and we sell into Walmart or whatever, and it's not near to the extent uh, that you guys are talking about in terms of the relational touch. So how do you buy learning at that point? Well, that really goes into paying attention to your market and looking at their behaviors, you know, and understanding, okay, we, we sell a widget and we don't even sell it face to face. Like you said, yep. it's just online. Well, what is online when they come to your store or your website or whatever, what, what is being communicated? What is mm-hmm. the feel of that? How are they behaving? And so this is where, you know, just like a marriage, you want a great marriage, become a student of your spouse. Yeah. I am just, I'm not here to get something. I'm not here to teach you something. I am here to learn from you. I want to, mm. um, like, it's like tracking, you know, like you're tracking mm-hmm. in the wilderness. Like, yeah. it's like, what does that footprint mean? And where was that angle going? And yeah. they call it a pressure release, right? It's like when you really, really become a student of your customer, mm. then it's like, okay, great. 
I know them maybe in some ways better than they know themselves. I know the question that's going to come next. And I know that if they want this, they will likely really need this thing. And now what I'm going to do, and I'll maybe never meet this person, is I'm going to sit down with my team or maybe just myself, my solopreneur. I'm going to map out this customer experience. Mm. So where do they see the ad? What, what is said in the ad? What, what emotion am I eliciting there? When they click the button and they go to hear what's happening, what's happening, what's happening. Now in the world's way, it's all about how can I manipulate them? Yeah. Usually through fear and greed. So yeah. Fear meaning I'm going to miss out. Greed meaning I just want it for me. It'll make me look better. Um, and how can I use language in such a way to manipulate them to a behavior? Mm. In a kingdom worldview, we're going to do the exact opposite. I'm going to say, it, for the person that needs this thing that I'm offering, what is the larger life experience that they're having and how is this helping them along that way? And if I speak to that, people just start to resonate with that. They don't feel sold. They feel like, hey, mm. this was easy. This was simple. Sometimes, they want to buy. Yeah, sometimes this is just as easy as not having an upsell or having an upsell. Like if I just bought this thing, I need the rack that it goes in. That makes perfect sense. And, and I feel like, hey, thank you. I, yeah. I didn't have to go look around for that thing. Yeah. Yes. Right. But if we don't do it in the right spirit, then it's like, oh, you're That's right. I don't want to buy another thing. That's right. You just sold me three tires. So you know? so that rounds us all the way back to the beginning. Everybody wants to buy. No one wants to be sold. How do we prevent from selling people and making them feel like they were sold? It's by learning. It's it is. We're, we're buying the learning. We're we're actually teaching we're teachers. Our people. That's it. Whether, you're, whether it's in person or whether it's uh, interactive on the phone or whether it's just simply with the brand that you have online and you've really, you've tracked your customers, you know what they feel, and you've built a customer journey that says this is how they're going to feel, this is what they're going to end up with by the time that they get done. And then you got to go ask business. them. Then you got to go ask and you got to measure. You got to survey them, you got to call them, you got to email them. You, you need, if you're a business owner, you need to buy your own product. Yeah, We work so much in the business. We're never really yeah. front-facing. We don't experience it like a customer does. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Mystery Shopper. Oh, yeah. And when we work with our clients, we call them. I, I will, we'll go through this whole module or the, the one on sales and revenue and whatnot. And it's like, okay, are you guys ready for the test? It's like, great. All right, over this next week, I will call your business seven times. And I will do Mystery Shopper. And mm-hmm. we will see. And it's so helpful. People are like, oh, they didn't even offer the thing. Yeah, I had one uh, one customer, a client of mine actually, who was uh, their front desk person uh, quit, and so the they had to be the front desk person for a few weeks while they were hiring someone. And when they were in that role, there was a certain uh, service that that was supposed to be being offered, and so the owner offered it, and the customer was like, oh, "I thought you guys stopped doing that a year ago." Yeah, what? And he started offering this, and in a couple of months, he made sixty thousand dollars from this service that he thought was being offered all the time, but his customer base was being told, we don't do that anymore because it, it required a little more admin mm. from that front desk person. So I highly recommend yeah. all of you guys experience your own product, experience your mm. own service. If there's any way you can get outside of being in the driver's seat a little bit yeah. and go, hey, is that the kind of path? Is that the kind of feeling I want to create? Yeah. You'll know. You'll know right away mm. because people don't do what you expect. They do what you inspect. Boom. <laughs> you got to get it done. All right. That, that wraps it up for us. Jason, do you have your own it or loan it today? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you about um, own it or loan it. Cologne. Cologne. Oh yeah. Well, it's a big well, deal now. It are is. you asking there Eric or are you asking me? I'm asking Eric. I ain't asking you nothing. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. Go ahead, David. If it's clean, yeah, I'll own it, but very light. One spritz. 
and clean, but it can't are, be like perfume. What are you doing? There are some dudes you walk by them and they smell like women. Yeah. yeah. Perfumey. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm going to loan it, but for the most strangest reason ever. So Rachel and I eat super clean, right? Yeah. And if you do, then your body smells like it's supposed to. Yeah. And mm. there's some attraction there. I've, I've heard, heard of it. I don't want to cover up the pheromones. Like pheromones. With That's alcohol. What? Yeah. The, uh, there's so much alcohol and there's so, and it's not, you're spraying on your skin. Yeah. And I love, there's several that, that I, that I have. I love the smell of it, but I've just used it less and less. So That's crazy. I know it's like super goofy, but I, I heard about those things called pheromones that evidently are supposed to be attractional. Yeah. Well, you okay, know, that's crazy. So my wife won't let me wear cologne. Okay. It gives her a headache. And you know, what's really funny. Uh, David and I got an opportunity to meet Chuck Norris and his wife. Mm-hmm. And one of the handlers there, I forget if it was the handler or somebody was telling us, mm-hmm. you know, do not wear cologne. Uh, you can't, if you're going to go back and meet him, mm-hmm. you can't be wearing cologne because uh, Is he allergic? perfume. Yeah, he, he, it messes up his equilibrium. Oh, wow. And so you would think, you know, so he's gotten his contracts, you know, when he goes speaks or whatever, right. if you're going to pick him up from the airport. You can't. Nobody can be having cologne on. Yeah. And you think, <laughs> oh, what a diva. Or No, you wait until you sit in a car with somebody oh, who's wearing potpourri smelling perfume. It's overwhelming. Oh, and you get a headache before you're supposed to go out and okay. speak for an hour. So yeah. you loan it, Jason. We're it. So We're Eric loaning. loans We're it. Loaning. Jason loans it. I own it for one small squirt. And it's <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta be clean. All right, uh, that yeah, does. David stinks. He gets in the car. We're going stinks. to the airport, and I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, but he's so handsome. Like, he he makes up for it. He's okay. so handsome. Listen, you guys, share this out with your friends. Rate and review us. Subscribe to us, and uh, hopefully, everybody is going to focus on impact over income. But if you can get both, go for it. This has been fantastic about buying learning. Good job, Eric. We'll see you guys next week.